Jesus, I thank you so much that you are with us. I thank you so much. Yeah, that you care about the details in our life. God, I thank you so much for the second part of the semester. And I just pray that your hand of covering, your hand of protection will be over each student here in this room. We thank you that your grace is sufficient. We thank you that you forgive. We thank you so much just for who you are and what you're going to continue to do. We thank you for Mel and the word that she's going to share tonight. We love you so much, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, Madison, for being courageous. Thanks, team, for leading us. Thanks, Mel, for joining us. Oh, I was going to Lysol the mic. I'm just going to Lysol the mic. <laughs> it's true. That was for you. Oh. <laughs> I was talking to someone just before the service. I'll take this off because it's so attractive. Okay. I was talking to someone just before the service, and they said, I've, you're speaking tonight. I've never heard you speak. And I thought, I don't think very many of you have heard me speak before because last couple of years has been COVID, and, you know, it was pretty much just a few that were in the chapel speaking. And then... Um, it's this year. Huzzah. Right? So this is the first time for a lot of you, and I realize, you know, some of you haven't even met me without my mask on. So here I am. Mel. Yeah. And I and there's a note that I, there's something else I should probably say, because you might not know this either, but I'm married to Al Steely. Sometimes people don't get that, right? And then he'll come up to me and he'll like hold my hand or something and people will be like, exactly, no way. Why is he doing that to Mel? Or why is Mel, you know, letting him, okay? Well, we're married, okay? We've been married for 28 years. And, uh, and here's my picture. No, I'm just kidding. No picture. Um, we have one son. His name's Alfie. Get it? Alf. Alfie. Yeah. Elf Jr. Okay. And he's going to be 20 in May. And I was trying to get him. Yeah. I was trying to, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to get him to come out tonight because, you know, he needs a girlfriend. And I thought, you know, but some, for some odd reason, he just shies away from that. I don't, I don't know why, you know? It's just. But maybe one day, you know, we can like, you never know. I, I, but here's the bad thing. I say to him, honey, you got to do it in the next couple of years because then you're just going to be a creeper. You're going to be too old. Going to be too old for all the girls at Summit. So, you know, there's a, there's a shelf life to this uh, stuff. And you know what? I don't even know why I'm saying all this. It's not even in the script. But hey. We're having a little fun, right? Having... He's never going to come, but you know what? I knew that already. So uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's uh, at school at the University of Fraser Valley taking his Bachelor of Science degree. And yeah, he is, uh, he's, he's not like, 
He's not the, he, his wisdom and his knowledge and his intelligence is not in the same areas as mine. He's more like his dad. So he's, uh, he's following in his father's footsteps. But um, thank you for the opportunity of preaching to you tonight. Um, I don't know how I, I don't know how I rate, you know, a 10, 10 out of 10. I think these guys like me. So thank you for the opportunity of preaching tonight. And hopefully by the time I'm over with, you guys will like me as well. Okay. So I was praying because these, uh, Gavin and Kim said, you can preach on anything you want. And on one hand, that's like so awesome. Right. But on the other hand, it's like, anything? Like, okay, so my prayer life doubled after that, right? Because I needed to know what does the Lord want me to say to you guys tonight? Take these things very seriously, okay? Um, And basically, he just said, talk a little bit about what your experience was at Summit, Mel, because some of them are having a hard time right now, and some of them are thinking that when you went to school at Summit, and, and all the things that you've had to learn through life came easy and that summit was easy for you. And really summit was not easy for me. And he said, um, why don't you also there's tell them the three verses that helped you a lot while you were at summit. And so I'm going to tell you the three verses that uh, mean a lot to me because of what I learned at summit. And um, the first one is, Jeremiah 29, verses 1 to 15. And some of them, like for some of you, it, they'll be very familiar to you. But let's, let's start here tonight, okay? First of all, let's pray. I do this in my class all the time. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Oh, maybe we should pray. But let's just pray. Father, thank you for this night. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for all the people that you've brought here to Summit. You have distinct things that you want to do in each of our lives. We all come from different places. We all have different starting points. And Father, I just pray that wherever each one is at tonight, that they will find a piece of encouragement in what it is that you would have me to share. In Jesus' name, amen. So Jeremiah 29, 11 to 15 goes like this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. Now, of course, the, the part of that verse that most of us camp on is, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not evil, to give you a future and a hope, an expected end. Okay. And as it was, Alf was asking me, so what are you going to preach on? I said, well, I'm going to preach on that verse, and I'm going to preach on another verse, and I'm going to preach on another verse. And he goes, are you going to talk about the backstory to that? You're going to talk about the context? And I said, I said, no. And he goes, you're not. That's not biblical theology. I said, 
it's a topical sermon, honey. It all fits in. And he says, he says, well, I could give you just a little paragraph on, you know, the context of what the Israelites were going through at that particular time that God said those words. I said, I understand the context. I've read the context. They were, and he goes, heading into exile. I went, heading into exile. And um, they were, and he goes, do you want me to write you that? I said, no, it's okay. It's it's okay. That's not why I'm talking about it. Um, I understand that they were heading into exile and they needed God's assurance that one day he would restore them. They were in a very bad spot. And so I said to Alf, they were in a very bad spot. He goes, yes, very bad spot. Very bad. So what we need to understand is that they were in a very bad spot. Yes. And you know what? Here's, here's how I flip it into our present day context. Some of us are in very bad spots. And that's why I think this is why this has come up tonight. Because I've, I've, I've sensed the, the rufflings and I've had the stressed conversations with graduates. They, they, don't, they, don't, they don't know what's coming. And they're afraid that God doesn't have a plan for them that has good in it and hope in it and an expected end. Now, I don't know if it's still a thing here at college, but I know it was when I was coming to Summit. And that was the thought that if we surrendered to God's plan, he would give us gross things. Is that still the thing? No, not like mushrooms, but like people, uh, maybe the guy that no one else wanted. Or maybe the worst job in the world. Or maybe um, something that we didn't want. Actually, we surrendered. His plan would be, let's give her everything she doesn't want. But there was that, there was that bubbling, there was that fear. Okay, well, I'm here tonight to just debunk that, okay, because that was a big thing when I, was, when I was in school. Everybody was scared to surrender to the Lord their lives because they were thinking that he was going to give them really bad stuff. And you guys, obviously, you're like sitting there kind of like, well, I don't think that's what, but some of you have come from bad stuff. And there's an expectation that the next thing is going to be bad stuff. But what he wants you to hear tonight is he has a good plan for you. And it's got an expected end. It's one with hope. And it's one with him and a good foundation. Even if it seems like presently you're in exile. Because I don't know what's going on in your world. But there are a lot of things that can make us feel really low and really like we're the one left out. And this is where I segue into, you know, some of my time at Summit. Like that spot there was my favorite. And then this one over here probably has a few tears in some of my DNA because I would camp there many nights. And like Wednesday night was definitely altar time. And, and there are a lot of spots on here with a lot of my tears. Because I came to school not 
coming from a place where there was much hope. And to think that God would have a plan that would actually be good was very hard for me to believe. And I had my plans, and I had my dreams, and I surrendered. But deep down inside, there was always a worry that maybe that plan, that hope, that good end wasn't for me. And tonight, we need to just be reminded that it's for all of us who trust in him and who seek him and come to him and hope in him. He loves us so much. And there are things in each of our lives. There's like when I think that of what I was like back then and just this poor little waif from Merritt, B.C., who was first-generation uh, academic. Like, there were six kids in our family. Me and my sister were the only ones that actually graduated high school. My dad had a grade five education. My mom had a grade 10 education, and they were successes in their family. And we just, the, the whole, uh, our whole life was just, let's just work hard and Let's just hope that the Lord helps us through things. And, and we were just very hard workers. So I come to school. I don't, I don't have a lot of the other things that the other students have. Um, I'm lost in academics. I remember my best exam for this one teacher was when I was with this uh, one fella, and he would actually show me where... In the notes, the teacher would ask the question because if I was trying to study myself, it would just go over my head. Like it didn't matter what I did for that particular teacher, I always got a no more than a no more than a C. Okay, but it was because my mind didn't connect in the same way that he did with uh, what it is that he wanted. And I remember being asked to preach in class chapel and, and, and different things and wanting to throw up, you know? And I remember, uh, you know, having to sing in chapel because I was on one of the, the worship teams and, and that wasn't so bad because that was with people, okay? But then if I had to do a solo, oh, well, just shoot me now, you know? But we also were brought up to think that, um, if we didn't use our talents, God would take them away. So, so there was just all of this confusion. And to think that God actually had a plan for me and a hope with a future and, and, a, and a good expected ending, that was just so important. And I remember when we were in school, we they got us to write out mission statements. Have any of you guys done mission statements? Okay. And my mission statement was this, to honor, love, and serve God, my family, and God's people with all of my being. That was my mission statement. Still is my mission statement. Through the years, I've realized that the big plan, like serving him and his people, hasn't changed at all because that's what he wants for all of us. 
but as the big plan has rolled out and 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 I think about what that you know first and second year and third year student wanted um a lot of the details to that plan have been different um the how of what I was going how I was going to serve my family God's people changed I have a different job title I have a different spouse than I thought I would have um in a good way but why are you guys laughing <laughs> no like seriously another reason why uh school was so painful was I thought that I was dating the guy I was gonna marry but that didn't that didn't work out and and of course, then you're crushed, right? I, I hope nobody's gone through that. But you, you get crushed and shaken and you think, you know, what's wrong with me? And, and is the plan still there? And will I actually um, be the woman of God that he's called me to be? Will I actually fulfill my calling? Because, you know, all these details and, and the plan has shifted. But regardless of what parts of your plan in your life has shifted, or if the parts of the plan haven't even been revealed yet, don't think that there's not a plan. There's a plan. And I love this quote. It's a, pardon me, C.S. Lewis quote. Okay. Gotta throw a little bit of C.S. Lewis in there, you know. Okay, it's a C.S. Lewis quote, and this is what he says. He says, God's presence is not the same as the feeling of God's presence. And he may be, and he may be doing most for us when we think he is doing the least. So as you, you know, begin to roll out of this semester and into your summer plans and into, uh, you know, what it is you're going to be doing after school, recognize that he's working, whether you feel like it or know it or... You understand it or or can comprehend it at all. He is working. And recognize also that what you start doing might not be what you finish doing. Like when I, like I was one of the lucky ones. When I got out of school here, um, after I graduated, I had a job. But the job didn't turn into the job that I had been offered. So I was only there a year. I toughed it out. And then I had to come, I, I, the only way that I could leave the church that I was at without splitting the church, because some wanted me there and some didn't want me there, was to come back to school. Oh, I just need more, I just need more education. It's okay. And so I came back, um, backed out of that one as, as quietly as I could. And then I was here that next year, which was a time of healing, and I got my degree, because back then it was cool to, you know, go to Bible school only as uh, least as you could. So three years was the maximum back then, okay? Just go for three. So I, I was being above the normal and came back for the degree. And then Roger Stronstead sat me down and he said, Mel, you might think of going for some graduate studies. And that was the first time I'd ever thought of that. But you know what? If my plan had happened, in other words, the spouse and the, the job that I thought I was supposed to get, I never would have got to graduate studies. And my life would be so different. I would not be the same person. I wouldn't even be standing in front of you. But 
He knows his plans for you, plans for a, a hope and a future, an expected end, one that is good. So some of you, you know, you don't know what's going on. Some of you are going to go into the next phase and it's not going to turn out the way you thought that it was going to do, but don't forget that verse. For he knows the plans that he has for you. Plans for an expected end, one of hope and peace. And then the second verse that I'm going to share with you tonight is Galatians 6.9. Galatians 6.9. And some of you, you know, you can... These are all pretty common scripture verses that we, that we lean into, and especially this time of year, <laughs> okay? And it is, uh, do not be weary in well-doing, for you will reap a harvest of blessing if you don't get tired and give up. Shout it out. <laughs> do not be weary in well-doing, for you will reap a harvest of blessing if you uh, don't get tired and give up. The first year of school, I almost quit. And the third year of school, I almost quit. And wouldn't that be a tragedy if I had if just folded up and, and moved on? I learned to give things my, my best shot, uh, to take one day at a time, to stay in the day, to don't think too far ahead. You know, all the things that are kind of counter our nature, okay? Those are the things that you, you learn at Summit, right? And I learned to pray a lot. Pray, 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 pray. Do not be weary in well-doing, for you will reap a harvest of blessing if you do not get tired and give up. And, you know, it's after reading break, and I'm sure there are some people that just wish this semester would go away and that you get all A's in the going away. But the weariness is, is here. But I, and I used to make this my daily thing. I would look in the, in the mirror and I would go, don't be weary in well-doing for in due season you will reap a harvest of blessing if you do not get tired and give up. And I'd walk around, do not get because. <laughs> The weary person says it in a weary manner. It doesn't have to be pretty. It just has to be in your head. It doesn't have to be something that, you know, you're, you're like, shouting from the mountaintops. No, it's something that in the deepest parts of your being, you have to turn to. The quietness, the confidence. The understanding that there's a plan and that even though you're weary, don't give up. Who wants you to give up? Yeah, Satan the sneaky snake. <laughs> he wants you to give up. He wants you to give up. Don't. 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 And the third verse that I want to state with or say to you tonight is 
Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty. Matthew eleven twenty eight to thirty. You know this one. Come all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah, it's, it's the best ever. Uh, when I was here at Summit, often there was too much to do. I don't know. Is it still like that now? <laughs> There's just way too much to do. And you'd fall on your face. I would fall on my face. And he would pick me up. The Lord would pick me up. I'd be too busy, too emotional. You know, I, Wilf was a thing back then too, you know. Like Wilf Hildebrandt. <laughs> Here's my story about Wilf Hildebrandt. I was in Hebrew class one day, and he, this is what he did to me. Terrible man. <laughs> he says, hey, Melody, why don't you ask your boyfriend to help you tell me what that Hebrew word means? And I was like, I don't have a boyfriend. So I leaned back and I was like, help, help. So they would, they, they transposed the sentence for me so that I could actually read it out loud. And then another time he would say things like, I would get sick. I'd have a bad cold, bronchitis or whatever. It happened all the time because I, I did too much. And he would say, so. Who's bugging you now? What did your boyfriend do to you now? He's the same as he is today. It's crazy. It's all about the boyfriend. I'm like, can you get a different, uh, can, yeah, can you get a different repertoire, please? You know, it's like, because all you poor young ladies out there, I know how you feel. I'm like, oh boy, here he goes again. But um, <laughs> he just loves to tease. He just loves to tease. But we get weary and we get heavy laden and we have teachers like Wilf. And he loves me. He's known me for a long time, but anyways. Um, Summit is where I began to learn what I could and can't and couldn't do. Summit is where I began to learn what takes more time and what doesn't take as much time. Like some of you, you're like, oh, I don't do this place well. I don't do this place well. Well, it, you're not supposed to come in and do it well completely. It's a place of learning. It's a place of growing. It's a place of testing things out. It's a place of running against the wall and hitting your head, you know? Some of us go so flat out, we're just, boom, we're out of it, right? Um, I had a phone call from someone just two weeks ago, and he was here 20 years ago, okay? And this is what he said to me. He goes, Mel, Mel, thank you for all of the work that you did in my life. <laughs> I was like, you're welcome. Had no idea what he was talking about. Okay? No idea what he was talking about. And he goes, you made me stay in Hebrew class. 
It changed my life. I hated it at the time. I thought, yeah, I remember that. You would be sitting in my office crying. <laughs> Please take me out of Hebrew. I can't do Hebrew. Why do you have to do Hebrew? This is such an awful class. It's stupid. Why will I ever need Hebrew? And I was like, it's, it's not just about Hebrew. It's about learning disciplines to help you to study later, help you to serve the church later. Disciplines on, on how to have confidence as you're learning something new. It's, it's not, none of these classes are just about the classes. It's about the process. Like when I was in school, we used to take bets on this one teacher. The guys would take bets. It was terrible. They would take bets on how many times they could get him off track in his notes. And it wasn't Wilf. It wasn't Wilf, okay? I got to stop picking on Wilf. I, for, if anybody's listening online, they would take bets on how they could get this guy off track. And the way they got him off track was to get him to proclaim, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Okay. So he's talking about Peter all the time, right? And <laughs> part of me is like, why are you talking about this? But I would get irritated with all the bets. Okay, I would get irritated with the fact that this guy took the bet every time. Like, they, they, they were able to figure him out. And here I am, in a, stu a student in this class, and I don't understand what's going on in the class. So part of being at Summit is to still be a good student, even if you don't understand everything about what going on or what it is you're supposed to do. It's about discipline. It's about determination. It's about having the ability to, in the midst of, in this particular illustration, chaos, still learn. So I would take my, I would take my textbook out and I would start reading it because it totally stayed on track as far as what the class was supposed to be about, right? You learn ways. It's about determination. It's about not being weary. And it's about moving forward. And it's about understanding that, you know, when things uh, like a Hebrew class that you don't understand goes, comes on the scene and you're weeping and gnashing your teeth and you want out, who are you supposed to go to? Yeah, <laughs> apparently. And what will Mel Dealey do? Tell you to keep fighting and she'll pray with you. And she'll say, Heavenly Father, show this individual how to persevere. Show them what it is you'd have them to learn. Help them, Father, to learn the discipline that comes with being a summit student. Because when you leave here, people are going to assume that you're going to be able to push through some of this stuff, some of the learning processes and jobs, and some of the learning processes in life. And if you're a pastor, you're all alone. Often you'll be pushing through in the spirit. 
Often you'll be pushing through in your studies. Often you'll be pushing through helping other people in their chaos. And in the midst of that, the skill of coming and laying that type of burden down at the feet of the Father is what we learn here. So I don't know tonight where you're at with your studies. Nobody's given me any insights. Um, I, I would have a bit of a hunch here. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough being at this part of the semester. I've been at enough of these types of junctures of the semesters. Your body is saying, no, 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 no. And your mind is going, I got to go, 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 go. And your mood is saying, Ugh. can I just sit down? Let's watch another Netflix. Maybe it'll all go away. And so, yeah, hits the nail on the head, doesn't it? So just we need to be reminded tonight to trust his plan. We need to be reminded tonight that it's a plan that's not going to harm us, but it's a good plan, and it's a plan of hope. And it doesn't matter who you are. He wants to use you for his kingdom. Doesn't matter who you are. Like, I mean, when I think of how I came and all the things that I went through here, I'm standing before you as a walking, talking testament of God's grace, strengthening power, and hope. Okay? Sometimes you guys think that we have it all together. And then there's Brianna that doesn't think that anybody, no, I just, <laughs> sometimes you think, that we haven't had to work hard. Not, not, not that hard. It must be a natural aptitude. We would have never had pitfalls. We would have never had struggles. We would have never had fears or concerns or want to throw up when we have to speak. Like, it's just all natural. But realize that it's not. It's skills that you learn. It's skills that you grow on. It's skills that you develop. It's part of his plan. It's something that don't be weary in well-doing, but just continue to persevere and, and slowly but surely get through it and recognize that he's here at any given time to be the rock, the pillar, the strength, the hope, the confident in all of it, in all of it. He wants you to come and talk to him. He wants you to spend time with him. He wants you to be reminded tonight that he is your source and ever-present help in time of trouble. Some of you are in trouble. In one way or another, you're inwardly doing the chicken. He cares. He knows and he will provide a way of escape. He is here for you. Persevere. Pray.
acknowledge that he will be with you. Everybody just close your eyes for a minute. I want you to just say three things with me out loud. Lord, help me to believe that you have a plan for me. Help me to not get weary. Help me to come to you when I do get weary. Lord, you see how our hearts are inclined towards you. We love you. We want you. We long for you. I know that you have a lot of stuff planned tonight. But I'd like to stay up here. Don't feel that you need to come up here, but if any one of you wants me to pray for you, there's something that's going on that's really bugging you. Just stay behind. I'd love to pray for you. Father, I just thank you that we can sit in your presence, that we can be quiet in your presence, allow you to speak to our hearts. We're thankful that you want to remind us that you have a plan, even when a lot of us sometimes are 
not so sure. We're thankful that you remind us not to be weary in well-doing. And we're just so thankful that we can come. That we can come. Be with us this night. Help no one to get hurt in the rest of the festivities. And uh, help us to find rest tonight in the fellowship of, with one another. Help us feast on just having good relationship with one another and, and some lots of good fun. May nobody feel left out. Help them to take care of each other, Lord. And just bless them as they proceed on with the rest of this semester. May your strength, peace, and hope be with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Mel. Um, I'm just so grateful for the truths that have been sort of spoken over our lives today. I'm thankful that we are reminded that um, God is so gracious. that he, he doesn't forget, but he forgives our sins. I'm so thankful for that reminder. I'm thankful that he has, for the reminder of he has a good plan and a hope for us. That even when we feel weary, we can speak that into our lives not to be weary and that he cares for us. Might I encourage you, one, Mel has offered to pray with you. So if you would like to have Mel pray with you, please take her up on that offer. The second thing that I can I encourage you, she gave us three scripture verses, Jeremiah 29, 11 to 15, Galatians 6, 9, and Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30. Tonight, why don't you sit with those verses again and just let them like get into your heart and your mind again and go to bed with that thought. What a beautiful way to go to sleep, right? Bless you guys. Have a great night. Stay safe. Have fun. <laughs>